The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, the recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. The Virginia General Assembly closed out the 2022 legislative session, but only temporarily. As of the weekend, negotiators in the House and Senate remained deadlocked in their attempts to reconcile two competing budget proposals. The chambers are also divided on picking judges to fill two vacancies on the Virginia Supreme Court. And they need to finalize more than a dozen bills that were held up when the session ended. One authorizes local law enforcement and campus police to use facial recognition technology. Another would make hazing a felony when it results in death or serious injury. Governor Glenn Youngkin is expected to call lawmakers back to Richmond to sort out these issues, but it's not clear when that will happen. Virginia brought in over $74 million for flood protection and energy efficiency programs through the latest regional greenhouse gas initiative auction. But with the state budget unresolved, Virginia's future in Reggie is still uncertain. Patrick Larson has more. The cost for releasing carbon was the highest it's been in a Reggie auction. Businesses in 11 states, including Virginia, had to pay $13.50 to emit one ton of CO2. Virginia is exceeding expectations in what it's bringing home in proceeds, which go to flood protection and energy efficiency programs. This year, Republicans argued that the initiative is too costly for ratepayers, pushing for the Commonwealth to leave. That didn't end up happening, but lawmakers are still considering a budget amendment to start the process. It also requires the governor to approve any spending of auction proceeds. Governor Glenn Youngkin still lists leaving Reggie as a priority. Patrick Larson, VPM News. Virginia State University will offer the state's first public all-online undergraduate degree program next fall. According to the Progress Index, university officials say the program is an acknowledgement that some students need to work while learning. Hospitality management is one of three new entirely online degrees offered this fall, including the university's first online doctoral program. A video circulating on social media in the Richmond area shows a police officer holding a black woman on the floor of a family dollar store as she said she cannot breathe. Richmond police are now investigating the incident internally. A protest was held over the weekend because community members say the store should take some responsibility for what happened, too. Meg Schifres reports. Despite freezing temperatures and snowfall Saturday, members of the Black Power Movement and the original Black Panthers of Richmond gathered outside the Family Dollar, where Alicia Nelson was arrested on March 7th. The store's supervisor called the police on Nelson, claiming that she was stealing. However, since then she hasn't been charged with shoplifting. Activist Pops Holmes says this is just one example of the corporation's mistreatment of their black customers. If you're going to be in our community making money off our people, then you need to treat us with dignity and respect and stop treating us like criminals and thieves. The Family Dollar location closed early to avoid a confrontation between staff and protesters. Family Dollar's corporate headquarters did not respond to requests for a comment on this story. Meg Schifres, VPM News. A former lawmaker has been chosen as the Virginia honoree for USA Today's Women of the Year. The recognition is for women who have made major contributions in their communities. 
LaCherise Aird was highlighted for her work in making Virginia the third state to ban no-knock search warrants following the death of Breonna Taylor of Louisville, Kentucky in 2020. Aird served in the House of Delegates representing Petersburg from 2015 to 2021. She also worked on a resolution declaring racism a public health crisis and other measures focused on women, workers, and minorities. Norfolk State University is heading back to the NCAA men's basketball tournament. Ryan Murphy from partner station WHRO has more. NSU was seeded 16th despite a strong season record. The Spartans will face down defending champion Baylor in the opening round. Last year, Norfolk State won a play-in game before falling to top overall seed Gonzaga. The 16th seed has upset the number one team only once in NCAA tournament history, when overall number one University of Virginia fell to the UMBC Retrievers in 2018. That was Ryan Murphy reporting. Virginia Tech and the University of Richmond also made it into the big dance this year. Between virtual learning and masking debates, it's been a long two years for Virginia students. Advocates say it's highlighted the state's lack of investment in mental health services. Ben Pavier followed one group of teenagers as they tried to get lawmakers' attention. We should note this story mentions suicide. 16-year-old Aliana Carr had a 4.0 GPA going into this year at Trinity Episcopal in Richmond. She had a part-time job and danced for fun. Ballet, jazz, hip-hop, I really enjoy hip-hop. Around September, burnout and depression took hold. Carr says she felt ostracized as a black student at a mostly white school and says she didn't get help from the staff. It was really hard for me to pay attention to school and to find the motivation to get out of bed some days. In December, she began therapy. She threw herself into the exercises the therapist gave her because I was tired of living a miserable life every single day. A cousin asked if she wanted to become a youth advocate, and Carr jumped at the chance. By late January, she was on a Zoom call with around 14 other teenagers. All right, folks, today is the big day. These teenagers are meeting with lawmakers to tell them about their experiences and connect them to policies promoted by the advocacy group Voices for Virginia's Children. Listening to the students talk, it's clear Carr isn't the only one who struggled. Grace Sweckenbrunner, a trans student in Hanover, says she's experienced harassment and seen other students suffer. And I have experienced multiple suicides in the past couple months because of the rising mental health issues with the pandemic. And I just, I would like to ask for more help. The CDC says one in three high school students reported persistent feelings of sadness or hopelessness in 2019, up 40% from a decade before. Testimony from these students can help give those numbers life, according to Allison Gilbreth. She's the policy director at Voices for Virginia's Children. You can look at the data and see that's not just that one young person's story. This year, the group proposed a number of policies to address the mental health crisis, like $10 million for a pilot program linking schools to community mental health services. They found lawmakers from both parties to champion the ideas. But while there's theoretically bipartisan support for youth mental health, Gilbreth says it's rarely the priority it should be. This issue is just going to get worse if we don't do something now. I asked Richmond State Senator Jennifer McClellan how often she hears that line. A lot. (laughs) I mean, most problems aren't new. In the case of youth mental health, however, McClellan is sold. Problems that existed before the pandemic have been exacerbated. It is almost beyond a crisis point. McClellan was the sponsor of the $10 million pilot program. 
The Democrat is now working behind the scenes to try to make sure the small group of lawmakers negotiating the state budget includes at least some of that money in their final proposal. McClellan says the slow pace of the legislature can be frustrating. It often takes several years to even get lawmakers' attention. But 16 years in the General Assembly have also made her pragmatic. If you can't get the field goal, but you can get across the 50-yard line, that's progress and take it and then keep pushing. That push doesn't just happen in the legislature. Aliana Carr and a friend started a nonprofit dedicated to improving mental health resources at schools with a focus on black girls. We can't leave the school and leave it the same place that it was. We can't leave the school knowing that some of the other black girls at the school are going to experience these same exact things. They're pushing for better training to help teachers recognize the signs of mental health problems in students and more partnerships with licensed therapists. Carr says they presented their plans to administrators at her school and got a warm reception. It's a sign that Carr's work as an advocate may just be getting started. Ben Pavier, VPM News. This has been the VPM Daily Newscast. Some of these stories may have changed since the newscast was recorded. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org slash news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MyVPM. VPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.